Welcome to the Travel Media Lab podcast. I'm your host, Yulia Denisuk, an award-winning travel photographer and writer, entrepreneur, community builder, and a firm believer that every one of us can go after the stories we've always wanted to tell with the right support, encouragement, and structure. I'm on a mission to help women's storytellers everywhere break into and thrive in the travel media space. If you're ready to ditch your fears to the side, grow your knowledge and confidence, and publish your travel stories, you're in the right place. Let's go. I recently went to Waco, Texas to lead my first ever two-day intensive workshop called Travel Media Bootcamp for 12 people interested in publishing their own travel stories and learning how to work with tourism boards. Our attendees had a first-hand experience of what it's like to be on a media trip, plus learned so much about pitching, working with tourism boards and PR agencies, storytelling, and more. Last week on the podcast, I shared with you a conversation we had during Travel Media Bootcamp from a perspective of a travel journalist. That's me. And today, I'm excited to share with you the perspective of a travel PR professional. In this conversation, you'll hear from Paula Carrero, my travel media bootcamp partner and industry veteran with over 15 years in the travel media industry. Paula is currently representing the Panama Tourism Board, and most recently, she was leading Abu Dhabi's Department of Culture and Tourism here in New York. In this conversation, you'll learn how to maximize your chances of being hosted, how to find the appropriate media contact for a tourism board, why LinkedIn is important, and why PR agencies want us to succeed. Paula also touches on the holy grail of travel PR, so listen on to find out what that is. Our first travel media bootcamp was a great success, and Paula and I are already working on our next destination. If you'd like to know when the next trip opens and which destination we'll go to, be sure to visit travelmedialab.com slash trip, that's T-R-I-P, to be notified when we do. All right, let's get into this episode. Okay, uh, how to maximize your chances of being hosted? And we talked a little bit about this and know your options. And I think this came out yesterday from being totally hosted to have your own individual press trip, right? Sometimes it's all about the flight. But because you can organize, if you manage to go to the destination by yourself, you can barely organize the trip the same way as I do it yourself. So you don't need me. You can reach and contact the stakeholders by yourself. You have far more flexibility. You can bring your plus one now here. There is less competition. You can contact me saying, hey, I am going to the destination, either you want me or not. Uh, and uh, yeah, you are talking from another point of view, right? Now you have the power. I am going to the, your destination. Uh, this is what I'd like to visit. And what can you offer? Or can you help me with the hotel? Or can you help me with uh, a restaurant experience? Can you help me with a tour experience? And I'm like, okay, if you, you're going there by yourself and I just have to manage to offer you this and we'll still get credit of what you're doing. I'm listening. So that's one thing versus coming to me and pitching, okay, can you offer me a trip to Panama? You know, 
uh, or to any destination. And now I will have to bet you. But in this case, you're just going by yourself. You found out the the way to work with the airline. You find out the work to you know do do your itinerary. You did the hard work ahead of time. You, you can pitch or not, or you can you know tell me that you'll sell afterwards. That's your business. So that pre- which is an important point, right? So that pressure of placing a story. Yes. It's there, but it's not as high, or it yeah, it's not. Exist? It's not as high because you tell me. I mean, I I am going and uh, I sold the story, or I'm selling, and I'm like, okay, now we are partners because uh, you rather sell your story because you know uh, to make money for yourself. So it does make much more sense for both parties, and it's only about the difference that because you can have a totally hosted press trip. If you go by yourself, you know, and so, yeah. I like that shift in the You have much more flexibility, and that works specifically if you are not a tier one uh, with a, a strong portfolio, but y- you can start there, you know. How do you decide who is tier one? And what is tier one in your Tier opinion? one publications are the ones that have the largest outreach. FR, Travel and Leisure, Condé Nast, um, of course, all the major newspaper. Forbes? I don't know. Um, Those are tier one. Thrills, Matador, Lonely Planet can also consider uh, tier one. Uh, Smithsonian, well, of course, the lifestyle magazines, but we don't work with uh, that much with them. I don't know, Bog, Elite. That's very hard. I mean, if you come ahead of time, you are one step ahead as a travel uh, writer and you said, okay, I am going to just a destination. So now you you do the hard work, you do what's the itinerary, and then you know ahead of time or you look for the PR agency and you tell them, okay, this is what I'm going to do, this is what, you know, and this is what I'm pitching. Normally, I receive very lighthearted pitches. It's like, okay, I would love to go to Abu Dhabi. What can you tell me about Abu Dhabi? Well, we covered yesterday, right? Editors, yeah. the same thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the same job that I do for the day destination, you can do it for yourself. And uh, every piece that I do when I organize an itinerary that I contact the hotel, the restaurants, the attractions, the operator, you can do it individually yourself. I'm not talking about return on investment or whatever. Maybe it could, you know, it comes, you know, easily then after doing it more than one time. It takes a lot of work, but uh, especially if you're starting, that's a good way around. So know your audience. We talked about the KPIs. If you're talking to the uh, PR department, you know that we want AVs, we want, K- uh, if you're talking to a hotel, we just talked, okay, would social media posts work? Yes. So uh, know who you're talking to. If you're talking to the marketing PR person from the hotel, know that they will be interested in hosting you in exchange of a post of your uh, uh, Instagram followers, the outreach of the publication. So those are the KPIs. What I find interesting here, I don't know if you guys are seeing this, but there are so many parallels with what you do with editors and what you do with tourism boards. Know the audience. Know the audience applies to both, right? Know the audience of the publication. Know the audience of the tourism board. Yeah, there know, are know two lines. KPIs. What, are, what do the editors want? What is their strategy as a publication? Yes. What is the tourism board strategy as a publication? Same thing. It's the same thing. And, uh, okay, so working directly with individuals, I, I show you and I mentioned how uh, Susan organized this press trip or 
talking 101. Again, you can do the same 101 instead because there is this idea that the tourism board had everything figured out, but this is the way we do it. Uh, so you can do it directly yourself as well and jump in the agency, the PR agency, uh, and maybe having the PR agency or the comms person aiding you, supporting you, and um, giving you a hand, but you are already organizing it yourself. You have more flexibility and even you can obtain a better ROI from that, you know. And we talked about the KPIs. Know that the marketing PR person, that it's going to be probably one, also sales person uh, from a hotel, they are specifically interested in you posting them and you linking them to direct bookings and sales. And that's something we'll talk about uh, in content creation as well. When you call the hotels, who are you wanting to talk to their marketing? The marketing. And somebody asked me one question that maybe you're not aware um, on the trolley yesterday. When you talk to Marriott, you're not talking to Marriott Corporate, you know, corporation. Uh, I work for Wyndham Hotel Group on the corporate level, I told you. So you have the comms person on the broad point of view, on the brand point of view. But then I'm talking here about a specific property, right? So you talked with the marketing person from Hilton Waco. You don't talk to Hilton uh, PR down base. I don't know where they're. Yeah, I know. It's going to be hard for you to get uh, to that person and they are not going to know who is available in each property. So normally, maybe there is one owner that has seven properties, uh, like the, their franchise sometimes, right? Like the McDonald's. So, you know, there's one owner that have more than one property or just one owner for one property. So uh, there's probably one in, if you go to the top hotels, there are all, uh, probably one marketing or sales person there. I don't know, as you go to lower level of hotels, if there's a marketing person, normally they don't even have PR there. Uh, so that's why they relied a lot on content creation and influencers to generate awareness. So that's a great way for you to start. Yeah. If you're talking to the tourism board, um, so sell at least one story ahead of time, uh, offer to mention the hotel, bonus plaza for an exclusive article for the flight airlines, your KPIs, tracked opportunities from your article. And we talked very briefly about uh, SEO, but sometimes something that we are seeing more and more right now, it's for the holy grail of PR is to show eventually a link from awareness to conversion, which is something that we are so far away. Uh, but more and more we see on the digital opportunities to do that. We are working with a company called Adara that is tracking every time in your article they are uh, clicking and you are driving traffic to our site, we can tell that you generated that. So what we are giving to prospective influencers or travel uh, um, writers is a link for them to hopefully uh, put in their own articles so that I can track if you, someone linked there and came and I generated that as a PR person. Uh, we never know, right? From awareness, who read an article about Abu Dhabi and two years later decided to come to the destination. So that will be ideal to measure, but yeah, we, we are not there. That's why, again, it's the ABE and the uh, impressions. 
networking. There are two lines, very important lines for you to work in terms of networking. On one end, the DMO and the PR agencies, ourselves, the tourism board, you work with that. On the other end, the publications, right? So yesterday we talked about these um, opportunities that uh, Yulia was mentioning that are, are, uh, around IMM, some media was meeting ahead of time with travel editors, right? Uh, so you want to know the editors ahead of time. Don't be shy as well, as I mentioned yesterday, to ask the PR agency if once you have a press trip, I mean, they can say no. What's, they can hook you up with any travel editor that would be interested in your story. They have great contacts. They work all the time with media and travel editors. And that won't be seen as... No. Because what you were talking about yesterday, some people are afraid to do that because they think that will show... Well, you should already have that. You should already have that. Yeah, so, but, I mean, I would be welcome to do it. Because you want us to succeed. Also. Yes, I want you to sell as many stories as possible. So, yeah. Um, so how do you connect with the travel editors, same as the PR team, LinkedIn, Sishan, Murak? Uh, we find, and that's open for anyone, so we get a lot of info profiles from Murak. And if you're a freelancer, well, that's for contract creators, you may want to know the companies that work as brokers. I'm talking about travel mindset and all that companies, yeah. Is it pretty easy to find, like, say I want to reach out to the PR that deals with Morocco, is it easy to find who does that? Or Yes. Go for a press release. When you go to the press release, you will find who's the media person with that. There's a contact person. So if you are searching about, I don't know, any destination, Morocco, see what was written. If it's on their website, normally you will have the contact information of the PR agency in that press release. And also goes this to hotels. The, that, that's how you can find the contact of the, either the PR agency or the main PR point of uh, contact, yeah. What do, you, do you have any strategies actually related to what she just asked? Some destinations are notoriously hard to get in contact with. Okay. For example, I'm trying to get in contact with Oman right now. And their website is so clunky, it looks like it's from 1998. Yes. Never a good sign. Well, <laughs> like, how do you, like, is there anything that you recommend? Because in that case, it doesn't sound like they have a US PR agency representing them. Maybe they don't. And, so uh, to, like, call and, and let them know line. to contact me because <laughs> I'm looking for more clients. So I, but uh, you know how I'll do it? The same way I uh, pitch my own clients. Go to LinkedIn, put Oman communications and see what jumps in there. So that's how I'll trace. I, I, I rely a lot on LinkedIn. That's a good way for you to search the agencies and the corporate communications people. Not so much the travel editors, maybe yes as well, but yeah, that's how I search that. Uh, so the PR agencies, you will find also, as we just uh, discussed, that there is a very limited number of, not very limited, but a limited number of uh, travel agencies that have a lot of accounts at the same time. O'Dwyer is a publication that focuses, and you can put search O'Dwyer and put travel and tourism PR agencies. Um, since we have struggled a lot during the pandemic, there have been a lot of acquisitions. But you can definitely contact them, ask them to include you in their press list. 
Phoenix One, uh, Ketchup, Flightman, they have their own travel section within those big ones like Edamond, Royal, Hawkins was one, the Brandman Agency, DCI. Uh, if you are an influencer, I get a lot of wishy-washy requests from influencers specifically because they are very shy to ask money and they don't know how much the... So it's a very... And it's not influencers. It's all in the advertising industry overall, right? But the request is like, okay, I'm a content creator. I would like to partner with you. What the heck do you mean by partner? You know, like you want money. How much? You know, I'm like, yeah, let's be, yeah, let's be partners on that. Like, okay, how much do you want to be, be my partner? Uh, so uh, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea, you know, because maybe I do have sometimes some budget that I can work around at the last time. I never know how much money they're asking me uh, on the influencer side, you know, like, yeah. I think I need to put you in contact with some people I know because... The psychology? Like, <laughs> that I uh, am aware of because the influencers that I know, they, when they pitch, yes. they have a kid and they say, here's my... Rent. I know, I hate it, yeah. It varies. What do you mean you hate it? You just said you wanted the, to know how much... The kid doesn't say the money. No, 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 that's what I mean. Like, you have a raise. So ah. if I'm in town for three days and I do three posts and three ah, okay. stories, it okay. costs XYZ, let's partner. Okay. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, that's, that's the professional no, yes. way to do this, right? Right. You come in with the pitch and... But normally nobody wants to take the risk of saying how much they are asking. Interesting. Uh, because either they they think I may have more or because they they think it's low. I don't know. Uh, to be no, honest, I don't know how much they're asking. <laughs> what? Okay, after your trip, of course, follow up with your articles, especially if you're working directly with the PR agency. The PR agency would need to show this to their client. Uh, know the ABE and outreach, the value of your article, what you are producing, and offer to continue receiving your press release and be an, an, an uh, ambassador, right? An ambassador of the destination or of the hotel, because now you're going to start receiving a lot of information regarding this destination. And since you've been there, you have the authority to continue writing about that, continue pitching, and you can hook whatever you had there that maybe you didn't put in this for article to additional information, updated with the uh, releases that uh, are being provided to you so okay and before we get into the travel writers versus content creators that you love I wanted to show you an example of a press coverage report that we provide to the client once the press trip is being finalized. Okay. And you wait to get all the articles published to report I wait, and if they're taking longer, you will see one of them. I, I'm saying, well, this person is still working on that, and then I have to send an updated version of that. So this is a, a fun trip that I did to Abu Dhabi. All right, so um, this trip I did it almost before the pandemic, yeah. So we present a, a, a summary. This is the AVE that we provided. You see, this is an important number. And up to this moment, this is the AVE for these articles that we generated. So AVE is definitely an important part. Um, these are the journalists that uh, we brought, and we offer them a recap of the journalists, which are the publications that they normally work for. Upscale living, it's not tier one. Architectural Digest, she's not there anymore. Madison, Forbes, this most is a Forbes these, columnist. Most of these are not tier one. You know what happens also when we are, since 
We have a very long conversation on the side. By the time we have the ticket and everything available, there is such a short time for the journalist to say yes that I end up going for tier two. Mm. Yeah. You're sort of locked in. Okay. So this is the, uh, the attractions that they visit. Remember that the stakeholders or the clients of the tourism board, so those are the clients of my clients, are the attractions and the hotels. So they are going to use this same report to show to their own clients. Uh, Love Abu Dhabi, Yes Marina, these are all attractions that are pressuring my client to have press coverage. So it's the client of the client. You know? mm -hmm. yeah, these are the attractions that we visit them. These are the accommodation. Even if Abu Dhabi, they don't want to host, they can't afford to host more than two days. So I have to go to more than one. The transportation, business class, guys. Yeah. So this is actually reminds me. This is a great what you were talking about earlier. Even like I wasn't in Abu Dhabi, right? I did a desk research story. I I, I wrote about Qasr al Sarab, and then I should have emailed Paula and said, "Hey, Paula, check this out." Yeah. Which I think I did actually. Maybe. <laughs> I if I did or not, but you know, like it, it, I honestly I didn't even think about doing that. Like I had a. Desk research, uh, round, it was a roundup. It was profiling like bachelorette destinations around the world for Condé Nast Traveler. Ah, uh, that's nice. There's a ton of properties that I listed there. And I, w I reached out to the properties. I did all the yes. research. And I definitely sent these articles to the properties. But I never thought to then contact each PR agency for each destination and say, hey, right, this house, right, right, right. Which I totally should have. Yeah, uh, but you're right. This, this, but it yeah. Uh, but th this have very strong PR to marketing persons. They are Kasara Sarab, Jumeria, Abu Dhabi. So you definitely contact them directly. Partnership. These are some of the images of what we did, the activities, and and then we ask them. And this is something that we we gonna replicate here as well. For each attraction, what was the experience, and if they have any comments. Again, this was something that is going to be shared as well to each of the stakeholders. So so each of them gave their response as well. Here we have some social media, which is added value. We didn't bring them for their social media outreach, but it's a added value. And you can note here that her follower count is not that big, yeah. but this still is counting. We are putting it there like, um, yeah. And I point this out for many of you and others who've asked me, like, I don't have that big of a follower count. It's, right. I say in today's world, it all counts, you know? If you have one fabulous photo, you have a photo account, a useful And photo honestly, account. also, and, and maybe we'll talk about it more in the next session, 50 engaged people who love your work. I think counts more than 50,000 that are just scrolling through. That's just my own opinion. She's like, okay, I'm not buying it. <laughs> no, I'm not into social. <laughs> look, none of them have yeah. a high of a color. This is the publication. You see, estimated, this is the main thing that Abu Dhabi would ask me about. How much money? The first thing they would ask me if I send any release, oh, look at this uh, article. Yeah, how much? Forbes, look at Forbes. This guy had a lot of flexibility to write for Forbes. And they love it. And I'm like, they love it. You know, with a, oh, this guy is great. He keeps on writing for Forbes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's awesome. So, yeah. And then here for architectural digest. So normally what happens is, as she mentioned, I don't have all tier one media. Architectural digest was the first one. So I can bring a combination in the group. I mean, if I have one that it's a tier one media, I have a trade publication. I have a tier two publication. You know, that works. Yeah. I was just going to say, Paula, do you find that the tier one, because this is kind of my experience here, that they reach out to you more one-on-one -on -one than going on press trips. 
They do. Like New York Times, Washington Post, that kind of travel and leisure Condé Nast, they reach out to us directly when they're going to do something, when they're interested in doing something. Yes. Here. I think it depends on the story, to be honest. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, if I have a story that's really, like, needs a very specialized itinerary, it makes more sense for me to reach out and do an individual press trip versus going on a group. So I think it depends on the kind of story you're after. But they'll, like, a, a lot of times they'll hire someone to come and do... Oh, you're talking about if the magazine is sending somebody. Yeah, the yeah, magazine. Sure. And rather than going on the press trips, send a designated person, mm -hmm. which could be you once they're familiar with you, to the destination. Yes. No, no, I think the other point that you and I actually chatted about this before, which I think maybe is important to voice now, you, you were telling me how surprised you were that when a writer comes to you and he or she is secured for a press trip, they never bring along their friends or pitch their friends. They, Remember we talked about this? In the plus one, you mean? You? Yes. No, no, not the plus one. Fellow. Oh, oh yes. That's uh, a, especially if with, um, when I'm pitching with influencers or the travel writers, I have to do the effort to pitch a group. To gather a group together. To gather a group. And uh, sometimes it's like, as I told you, I'm struggling to finish in the itinerary, the flights, whatever. So, But I never get any suggestion from the influencer or the travel writer to bring someone that they feel comfortable with, another colleague I'm talking. Um, so I have to go and pitch another one. And I would love for the group to know themselves and to produce all of them together. Yeah, that's something that doesn't Which happen. Which is two points here I want to add. Yeah. One of them is, it, it's a, for me, it's a proof of how this industry is, where it's every man, woman for himself, herself, yeah. which I'm actually trying to change that in a small way at least. And also, I was surprised when she told me that because I, I somehow thought also that they don't want us to pitch our friends or colleagues. But actually for them, it makes their job easier actually. If we yeah. bring them three more people or two more people or whatever, yes. you already have a group formed. Right, 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 right. So. And on our side, we work constantly with our peers in other cities and things. And so we're, yes. we just assume that that's how all travel and tourism stuff, because we, we share with each other. Freelancers, for each other. I think freelancers are notorious for not doing that because it's such a competitive. Which is understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did, I actually I think it shouldn't be like that. Sounds I think. like a good opportunity. Yeah. In there somewhere, if you have a really strong. Well, you know what happens? You don't do it, but there is somebody there that it's doing it for you and taking money, which is the people that are gathering all the influencers together. The broker that I say, that's what they're doing. They are putting groups for you together. So well, we can bypass that. You can organize it yourself, you know, or bring, you know, people yourself and talk directly to the tourism board. You know, we are a bunch of that I never got. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. For we something like that. From the Dallas-Fort Worth area that puts together, and these are all bloggers and podcasters and social media influencers. They're not print, but they now make an annual trip to Waco and do it kind of similar to this. Right. But... We love that they come here. <laughs> no, that's great. But yeah. That's an example of one that they don't talk to us. I don't know when they're coming. I hear from like they stay at one of the vacation rentals, you know, so that they're all in one place. And that's who I hear it from. And then I have to hunt up the information, which you don't want us to have to do. <laughs> share, share, share. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed hearing a bit about our travel media bootcamp in Texas. And if so, 
please consider leaving us a review so that more listeners could find our show. I can't stress how important it is for us to get reviews of our podcast. It really helps us to get in front of more people who might enjoy our show. So if you've been inspired by something you heard today or in any other episodes of our show, please consider leaving us your review. That's one of the best ways you can support our podcast. And don't forget, if you'd like to know when the next Travel Media Bootcamp opens and which destination we'll go to, be sure to visit travelmedialab.com slash trip, that's T-R-I-P, to be notified when we do. Thank you again, and I'll see you next week when I'll be sharing with you a very special episode from inside our membership, The Circle.